We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, dear one. Thank you so much for saying yes to this, uh, these moments with us here on Empower Radio. You are a blessing and a joy in my life. So we all want to be happy and we deserve to be happy. But as life unfolds, many of us, or perhaps all of us, end up carrying a backpack of unhealed hurts and unprocessed pain. We may not even be aware of this unconscious baggage until we're really confused, in deep pain, or because life simply becomes completely unworkable. This, my friend, is actually a very powerful, important, and dare I say, good place to be. This is when we become available for true healing, and it is the springboard that can usher us to a place of freedom and joy. Today, I'm having a conversation with a wise and wonderful light worker who wrote an amazing book, or what I like to call a healing guide, entitled Heal Your Inner Wounds. How to Transform Deep Emotional Pain into Freedom and Joy. We're so very fortunate and blessed to have with us Abby Wynn for a second show here on Journey to Center. Abby is a shamanic psychotherapist, energy healer, and spiritual teacher. She has a master's degree in science with first-class honors degree in psychotherapy. Abby is the best-selling author of How to Be Well from Hay House and The One Day at a Time Diary. We're here to talk about her amazing new book, Heal Your Inner Wounds, How to Transform Deep Emotional Pain into Freedom and Joy. So, Abby, thank you so much for saying yes to another conversation with us here today on Empower Radio. Oh, it's my pleasure. I had so much fun the last time. So I have expectations of more fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to build on that fun. And like you're saying, you're in Ireland. So it's late in the day uh, over there and it's early in the day here. So I'm so happy that uh, we found a pocket of time that we could meet and uh, dance, play, celebrate and share your wisdom and love with our friends here. Oh, it's my pleasure and my honor to be here. Thank you for asking me. Absolutely. So again, um, your book, Heal Your Inner Wounds. I just love how you go into the layers of healing one step at a time by working with the inner child, working with the inner teenager. You talk about healing your heart and trusting love and starting to become aware of working with your masks, the masks that we wear in our lives. Such an important, I think, um, thing to consider. I didn't even know I was doing this, you know, <laughs> and, uh, what a revelation to realize, oh, my gosh, I have these different subpersonalities or masks I wear in different situations. And I was really incongruent and wonder why my life seemed so complex. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure. What was interesting, what really got me very interested in that, as uh, besides my own personal life where I realized, you know, that I was doing that at a certain time. <clears throat> but I had a client at one point who was wearing so many masks, she couldn't remember which mask to wear in front of who, what she said mm -hmm. to somebody and what they said about her. And she just ended up having a breakdown because she became so fragmented Fracture. and she became mm -hmm. lost and she couldn't find herself in her own life. And she'd forgotten what she liked. She'd forgotten her dreams. She just felt like she was going through her life, pleasing everybody in this show that she had created. You can imagine like on a stage and everything is, is, is just theater and acting. And that's not a, an authentic life. It's not a way to be. Whereas when then I look at another client of mine who 
you know, for years and years and years, hid the fact that he was gay from his family. He hid it, or so he thought he did, because when he felt empowered and strong enough to tell them, they were there, yeah, we've known for years. We've just been waiting for you to tell us. So, <laughs> Sometimes so masks don't masks, work. <laughs> yeah, the thing about masks is I don't actually think in this day and age that we can get away with that anymore. And my son is now 16, and we have a, um, in Ireland, in schools, we have a very serious three-year cycle, then the fourth year is not so serious, and then it's an incredibly serious two more years of school, and then you're finished. So we're about to go into his not-so-serious year where he does lots of different projects, works in teams, he tries work experience. It's about maturing and growing up. And so the school gave us a presentation, what children are like now. You know, we think children, these are 16-year-olds, and one of the things that the headmistress of his school said was they can catch inauthenticity in a second. Mm -hmm. And I was not like that when I was 16. So this is showing me exactly how the evolution of how we have all this information of what the children are like. And then my two eldest have got an 18 and a 16-year-old. I have a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old. And the difference between the the big two and the little two is huge. You mean what they understand, what they see, how they put pieces together in their heads. So us grown-ups need to catch up with that. So our children will see right through our masks straight away. So it's really important for us to recognize what we're doing and ask ourselves, do I really need to do this? Who am I trying to please? You know, and it comes back to what we said in the other show, Tammy, you know, when we were talking about our relationship with ourselves and being able to be at peace with who we are. And so if you can sit down and one of the exercises in the book is about masks. If you can sit down and allow yourself to recognize the masks that you that you wear And then you can actually draw them and create them and hold them in your hand and put them on your face and go, no, actually, I don't like this. And then you start to recognize in reality when you're putting on that proverbial mask because you've actually felt what it likes in your hand and paper and pen and crayon, whatever it is you use to make it. And then you can stop doing it because you're recognizing it. And then it's the the authenticity becomes more important than the mask. And taking that risk, then, you know, not everybody's going to like me. And I have to be okay with that. And I think you're only really okay with that if you can learn how to like yourself first. Absolutely. I love this quote. The greatest gift you can offer the world is to be authentically yourself. And um, that I feel is true. And, And it's interesting because I feel like I have relaxed into my authenticity. And it's so clear when people are fractured or playing games or wearing masks versus somebody who's just at peace. And to me, that's what it feels like. It's coming home to yourself. It's residing in the very center of yourself, aligned with your soul and peaceful, happy, fulfilled, content. And it doesn't mean we don't have bad days. It just means we're at home. We're aligned. And I think your book has the potential to really support people in getting to that place if that's their intention. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, life is going to continue. There's always going to be things that knock you sideways, but you'll be able to be more together, more on your own side. You know, and I think I even say in the book, if there is a mishap or an event, when you're supporting yourself, you get through the event quicker than when you're beating yourself up and the event is also beating you up. That's you so know, true. and, and so I think true. your worst enemy is you. And the biggest struggle that you have in your life is the one with yourself. And when you stop struggling with yourself and you're on your own team and you're supporting yourself, suddenly, you know, 
to, to use an American phrase, that's the game changer, right? It really is. It totally changes the game. And I can see now when I look back at my life, I was the one that was in my way. I was the one that was battling myself to the standstill. I had my foot on the accelerator and the brakes. Yes. <clears> there <throat> wasn't anything out there. It was me. So I'd like you to talk about, let me get this frog out of my throat. <clears> throat> Excuse me. Sabotage. Self-sabotage. Why do we have a saboteur? And how can we start to become aware of and maybe make friends with that part of ourselves? That's funny, the frog in your throat, because I was getting one too. And I always see that as a sign that we're clearing energy around this, whether it's it feels like whether it's for you or for me or for the listeners. So even just take a minute and send a blast of healing energy out to anybody who's having trouble listening to this, because it's really difficult to admit to yourself that you're putting on masks and being a different person with different people. I mean, the difference between mommy at home and mommy at work can be huge. And so when you look at sabotage, you know, it boils down to you are the only one that knows that you snuck into the kitchen at 2 a.m. and ate the rest of that pizza. <laughs> You're the only one and you have to live with that. So if you want to store that in your your cupboard of bad things that I did and I'm just going to forget that I have this cupboard in some part of my psyche and keep going at some part, you know, point in time, that cupboard of bad things that I don't want to look at that probably aren't even bad. Maybe you needed that pizza. You know, but you've decided it's bad, therefore it becomes bad. So when that cupboard inside you starts to overflow and starts to get bigger and you can't contain it anymore, you know, there's a case for breakdown as well. So it's really important for you to say, okay, well, why am I angry at myself? Why am I hurting myself? Why, you know, why am I driving with my foot on the brake and the accelerator at the same time? And it comes down to fear. I have a flagship offering. I offer this twice a year. I've been doing it, I can't believe it now, for nearly 10 years. And I call it Raise Your Vibration Boot Camp. And the whole idea is you need to spend time every day reconnecting to yourself, disconnecting from heavy energy and doing that energy clearing on yourself so that you can be present and clear and at peace. And I've discovered over those years that people could talk the talk, but they couldn't walk the walk until we did the first week of a 21 day course on why are you afraid to be your best heel self? Mm -hmm. What is it you think you're going to have to do when you're well? And, you know, so sabotage is keeping you in that place of not being well. Because there's a fear that, well, when I'm well, everything always has to be perfect. When I'm well, I'll never get angry. When I'm well, I'm never going to mess things up. When I'm well, I'm never going to have a bad day. And so by clearing that with yourself and saying, when I'm well, I'll get angry and I'll get over it and I'll move on. When I'm well, if I feel like having the rest of the pizza at 2 a.m., I'll have it and I'll own it and I'll enjoy it. And I might not even need to have all of it because if I'm eating it mindfully because I'm allowing myself to eat it, maybe just one slice instead of five is enough, you know, and that's, that's the trick. It really is. I know. Since I did this work, I, I used to fight with my weight a lot and I'm just naturally my weight. And sometimes I, my husband would be like, you were up at 2 a.m. eating that piece of pizza. And I'm like, I sure enough was. And it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Permission to be yourself granted. And it's, it's uh, we've said this a lot in our last two shows. It's a relief. It is a relief. And um, I'm, I'm so grateful that uh, I found my way to this place. I'm so grateful to have found your book because I think it's going to support me in even going higher. And oh, the altitude wonderful. is great. 
The altitude wonderful. above the cloud line is wonderful. Well, that's amazing that you said that because I had this image of me. Uh, there's a mountain top on my way home when I drive home. I've had three different offices in three different places, but I still drive past this mountain because it's close to where my house is. And on days where I thought, you know, I'm never going to make it. People aren't going to come. They're not going to, you know, who's going to be there? I, I would get out of my car and stand on this mountain top. And I could see the whole of Dublin. Now, Dublin's not very big compared to cities in America. You know, we have three million people in Dublin. And I think the whole population of Ireland can be the population of one city in the UK, which is still smaller than something in America. But anyway, sitting there looking at all of these people going, how, you know, I can't actually physically do healing sessions on everybody in, in, in Dublin. And, 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 you know, there's going to be people there who do want it and there's going to be people there who don't want it. And I just need to learn how to be okay with that. And instead of being urgent and needy and desperate for people, you know, to see me, to listen to me, I say, no, no, people will come to me. And then you start to become the beacon. You start to become the light because you're happy to mm -hmm. be who you are. Yes. And that yeah. doesn't just work for business. That doesn't, you know, that works, you know, you go, there's a song, you know, you are the flame, you go out there and the moths come to you. You know, the butterfly doesn't get the flower. The butterfly goes to the flower, the flower just opens and becomes itself. And every flower is unique. Every person is unique. And it's that desperation and need that pushes everything away, feeds into the saboteur, actually. It feeds I remember into that part of you. I remember being in this place where I felt ambitious and I wanted to heal the world. And it was exhausting. It was hiring a publicist. I'm like, I got to get out there. And, and what I got so clearly was, you need to just relax. And a friend of mine said to me, Tammy, you just need to be the lighthouse. You need to be the lighthouse. Just shine your purple, pink light. And who wants you will come to you, the people that need you. And I, it was such a relief. And, and I feel like that's what I do. I'm not doing anything I'm being. And I do believe the right people will find us and the right situations will happen with a lot of grace and ease because we're not pushing and forcing. We're not in fear around it anymore. Not at and all. We're just and just think of, brightening of, of our lives. I had a, a guy come to me, just absolutely beautiful guys in his 20s. And everybody who saw him said, you're a healer, you're a healer, you're a healer. So he comes to me and he says... Everybody tells me I'm a healer, but I want to be an accountant. I want to work in finance. <laughs> and I said, oh, that's how wonderful is that? Because that's where the healers need to be. So you go and you do your economics degree and you learn all the things in finance that you need to learn. And you go and you work in the business district. And by keeping your energy clear and having that daily spiritual practice, your energy will heal by itself. You don't have to go and physically put your hands on anyone. Is there? Oh, exactly. I didn't know that. So even if you're not going to be a healer, you know, you can purify yourself and release all your animosity do your forgiveness work do the work of heal your inner wounds that's why i've written it to help you do that so that you are clearer you clean yourself up and then your light shines brightly and you go to the store at 8 p.m to pick up some milk and bread or whatever it is you're going to pick up and someone else in the store their subconscious sees your energy and goes oh my god I remembered I used to be like that once. I want to do it again. And all of this is without words. And then you just leave the shop and you leave a trail of this beautiful light. And then this person lets go of their pain, lets go of their aching. You know, you actually have power to your prayer when you're clear and authentic, where you can say, I, I, I wish 
you know, to, you could to release the burden of your pain so that you can be more present, uh, you know, mm -hmm. to the world. And it actually works yeah. because people listen and they hear you at all those different levels. And so, again, I think I said this in the first show with you. It's not about creating that book. It's not about, you know, being the best of anything. It's about being your best you. Yes. That's what it's about. Yeah. Just living from that place of freedom and peace and joy. Absolutely. And I do think that increases our wattage. And the more we do that, the more healing that happens. And we may not know while we're in our bodies and human form on planet Earth how our um, life has affected and influenced others. Maybe when we do our past life review, we get a hint or a glimpse, which could be awesome. Um, and this, I want to share this quote from your book about the light, the inner light. And I think that's who we are at the deepest levels. We're light inner light. It's the glow that you feel when you're well, the light in your eyes, your vibrant health, the light that comes from your pure radiance of your consciousness. When you feel good, you're a bright light. You naturally inspire others to shine brighter. That's when you're it. happy, when you're happy and feeling the freedom of being completely who you are, you naturally share your light with the world. Yeah. You know, it's amazing, Tammy. I've written that and I've lived it and I've done it and I still shrink. When I come into the city, when I'm surrounded by people, it's as if it's not that I'm putting on a mask. It's as if some part of me still feels like I need to fit in here. And I love that, you know, I've read all the Harry Potters. I'm actually taking my girls to Harry Potter studio over in London, you know, for a birthday present. It's just wonderful the way they say about the muggles and the wizards. And, you know, and, and when you look at humanity, there are people who are wizards and there are people who are just going to be happy, you know, eating pizza, watching soap operas, going to work, coming home and not doing spiritual work, not doing their inner healing, not doing development. And yet there's some part of us needs to, you know, feels like we need to settle down and be small around them because we're going to upset them. And so to constantly be reminding myself personally, I can be me, I can be big in my energies, I can be bright, I can be a lighthouse in a room of tea lights, you know, okay. not, feel, not feel like I need to dim my light. And I think as long as we're here on this earth, in this reality, with the relationships that we have, we're always going to come up against these things and knowing, well, I'm not putting on a mask I'm not sabotaging myself. It's just something that I'm doing and I need to mind myself and realize that, you know, I don't have to do this. So I would book a day in my calendar and go and sit under a tree for a day. And because mm -hmm. the tree is big and there's nobody pulling on me, I would release, I do the energy work and I slowly get bigger. And I think the amount of information and the amount of interactivity that we have now, that that's vital to stay healthy in this lifetime, in, in this world that we're in, that we need that alone time. We need that disconnection time to even just process what, mm -hmm. everything that's going on, to be able to be in stillness, to get that inspired wisdom, to drop down so that you go, oh, yeah, now I know what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Because wasn't it Einstein that said that the solution is never found at the same level as the problem, but we go over and over and over and over the problem in our heads. I love the idea that he would put down his problem, go into another room and play the violin for a while. And mm -hmm. then it would just drop in because yes. he lifted himself up and out of it. Yes, I, I yeah. love that. And I can relate to it. I used to struggle a lot with my health and I really got that it gave me permission to unplug and just be. And I'm like, well, what if I give myself permission to unplug and just be, well, I have to get sick. And what I got was no. And I, I haven't really been sick for like five or six years. And I think it's because I do allow myself to, I don't play the violin, but paint or play with my ponies and just relax, give myself permission to simply 
be. And I think that's such an important piece of the puzzle. And that maps back to what I said about the work about what's the fear of when you're well, you know, and and it's like, well, when I'm well, I have to do all these things. So you just said there, well, I don't have to be sick to unplug. I can be well and I can still unplug. It's like the depressed person who says, well, what if I'm not depressed and I don't get a duvet day? If you need a duvet day, take a duvet day. It doesn't matter if you're clinically depressed or if you're not. People need duvet days from time to time, mental health days. We all, you know, need that alone time more. And to be able to recognize that is really empowering. But then to be able to give it to ourselves, that's the piece. That's the important piece. To give ourselves permission for me, it is to play. And something you'd said, I really related to years ago, my spiritual teacher said, I think the biggest problem with you, Tammy, is you want everyone to like you. And I'm like, well, yeah, what's wrong with that? And she goes, but uh, it's none of your business. Your business is to be your authentic self. And these days I am, I drive a purple sparkly truck and some people look at me Uh and frown and other people laugh. And some people will give me a high five. It started a lot of conversations (laughs) and I, um, I don't apologize anymore, but I, you know, I kind of live in a small town and when I was in LA, I probably dimmed myself like you're speaking of Abby, but I feel just such, um, permission to be myself. And sometimes I'll have to tell my inner child, yeah, that person doesn't like you. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them and you're amazing and I love you and let's keep dancing. And so I don't get off track for very long because I know how to support and take care of myself and my inner child. And it's, it's a, it's a relief and it's a joy. Yeah, no, it really is. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is. It totally is. And to be able to, to again, to take those moments to be at peace, I find I'm appreciating things around me more. It's like I can taste the food better. I can, I go yeah. into the flower and I see the life force in the mm. flower and, and I can really appreciate all of those things more instead of thinking, oh, I have to book my holiday. I have to make my dinner. I have to do this and I have to do that. And you miss out on everything. That's so true. It's so true. So you ended your book with something that I've come to in my own mind and and thinking and way of being. The biggest thing, the most important piece of work of all, releasing the barriers to receiving love. Mm -hmm. That to me has been so profound. Every morning I get up and I just imagine opening myself to receive the unconditional love, grace and blessings of God. And I imagine just that pouring down on me and receiving it everywhere inside of me. That simple practice has completely transformed my life. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, because we can't manifest more than we believe we deserve. And if we can't relax into that space of receiving God's love, how do we expect to receive um, the blessings of this world, you know, and, and I feel how good can it get? How good? It's so good. God, how good can it get? And he told me it was infinite. It's like, wow, <laughs> what's going to happen next? <laughs> because you well, get to be talk here to now. <laughs> I say just be here now and enjoy what's going on for now. But absolutely. And lots of people come to me and say, I can't, I can't get love into my life. And well, there's a source of love around you now that's waiting to come in. Can you let that in? And they say no. And it's about the fear again because I'm so hurt and wounded inside and I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt and wounded again that I'm just going to close it all off and shut myself down. And I say, yeah, but the love is here and all around you and the love wants nothing from you. And that's the key. Yes. You really learn. I mean, people come and see me because I say on my website, I don't want anything from you. I'm not hooking into you so that you need to come to me six or seven times. Most people just come to me once. Nice. And they get what they need because I don't need 
you in that way, you know, but I'm here for you if you want to work with me. And it's about the, the allowing and giving the space that you see the little personality and the character and the eccentricities and the patterns and the behavior, but then you step back and you see the higher self. And then you step back again and you see the soul and then you see the connection to spirit or God or, you know, whatever you want to call that source of life force energy that comes through everything. And that's where you get that flow and that's when you can release. And so asking for help, ask for help. If I can't release the barriers in my heart myself, I ask for help. You know, it's really interesting. I find myself speaking in the eye more because being present in the present moment is bringing it into that eye. And so I speak for people more often than not now. And they find it's wonderful because they don't know what to say. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, that's relate. my diary, my one day at a time diary. It's all done in the eye in the present moment. So. Beautiful. So powerful. Well, I can't believe our show is almost over. I'm a little sad. I think I need to have you come back. I, I, I need to be in the moment, but I kind of miss you already. <laughs> so I'm just going to enjoy our last moments here. Abby, where can people pick up a copy of this book or your other books or connect with you? Well, if you come to my website, it's abby-win.com, but all my books would be on Book Depository. I love the Book Depository because it's free shipping to anywhere in the world, or you, you've got you know Amazon, and it's even in some bookstores as well, which is just fantastic. And you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm Abby's Energy Healing page. And again, just Google me, Abby Wynn, and I'm pretty sure you'll, you know, amongst all the Abby Wins in the world, it'll probably mostly be me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> they're, they're mostly you. <laughs> It should all be you. We need more Abby wins in the world. That's all I know. But anyway, the more are you, the better. <laughs> so my friends, I hope you enjoyed Abby and this conversation as much as I did. And I hope you got some value, some things that maybe opened your heart and mind a little bit. Get in touch with her. Get in touch with me. We're here to support you. Don't need you, but we want you. And we love you. <laughs> So God bless you. Take good, gentle care of yourself. You're in a heart and prayers. God bless. Onward and upward. Bye for now. 